We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. But yeah, we'll see. We we may have just gained a new listener. I can't my dad. <laughs> my father. You know that what's crazier? He'll be the first of our parents that have listened to the show. The very yeah. first. Yeah. Very dad, first. welcome to the club. If if he makes it if past it, one yeah. episode. We're at we're like at minute or like twenty seconds in, he's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've heard no, my I'm son, that's all I need. I've I'm had good. enough. I'm leaving. Yeah, I, I've I, I've tried to get my parents to listen to the show. Like, it just does not work. Every time I bring it up, they're like, how long is it? And I'm like, well, it's like an hour and a half show. And they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, you don't have to listen to the whole thing. Just, like, just, check it out. Yeah, like, tune just tune in. in. Yeah. Have it on in the yeah. background or something. And they're just like, no, I'm good. I can't do that. I'm like, okay. okay that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? That's fine. My, my mom would probably like to know about it. But if she ever listened to it, that's where it would be yeah, no, probably a Yeah, my issue. parents would love to know about this. Not my fear is that they do listen to the podcast. <laughs> right. we, don't do, we don't do anything that offensive we on this show. Yeah. <laughs> to my parents, I agree. I think <laughs> it's to enough. my parents, that's not true. Yeah, I think I I, I think it's it's definitely enough to to rub some people wrong. Yeah. But. I think that I think that I, like that's the weird thing. My parents are the least sensitive ones, and they're just like it's too damn long. I know, and they're like, like no. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then our, our parents are the ones, or at least like you know like, half of my. Oh, you have a show? Show? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? kinda, <laughs> show? Where can I listen? Let's check it out. Yeah. Is it on the radio? Yeah. Kind of internet radio. Spotify radio. Um. It's, yeah. Uh, my brother listens to it every now and then, but I think your brother is, like, the biggest up, fan. Yeah, yeah like, what's up, what's up, Nene? Next to Tune Julius, in, like, he's the, he's the biggest Julius. family fan. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it, yeah, like, literally, family fan goes, goes to Nathan, outside family fan goes to Julius, and then inside the pod fan goes to me, so fuck you guys. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> that is not true. That is so incorrect. <laughs> I know, I know. It literally it goes is, to Nick. Yeah, it does, I'm, not, I'm not even in the room. Remember like, the, when we were 40 episodes in, you're like, I don't even listen to the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Biggest pod fan. Uh, <laughs> Edit an episode, will you? Yeah, yeah. No, I was like, I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm just the guy who just runs the the letterbox. So. Yeah. And the and the X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we love love the X. Quinn. Quinged Twitter? Did you just hear me say that? Quinged Twitter? Oh, yeah, what's I know. That? Cringe Twitter. There we go. Oh my god. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, ooh, ooh, I guess. <laughs> no, um. Oh yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, Dad, if you if you lasted this long, we're happy to have you. You made it almost three minutes. Well, welcome to the fam. Yeah. If, this is yeah, pretty if, much if, it. If you listen another uh, to, to another episode, but um Welcome to part two of the Christmas shenanigans. Are you guys like ready for for Christmas? It, it's like right around the corner. Our our Christmas party is next week. 
for this episode. Yeah. Literally a week from today. Yeah. A week from today, yeah. You guys are going to get so waxed next to like It's going to be insane. It's going to be an assassination on, on the airwaves again. I cannot wait. Although Joey was the secret like show stealer last year. I know. Joey I, brought the heat. It is. It definitely is a step down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that, but I'm actually excited for my gifts. Because I, I think they were there. There's some good gifts too. I remember some of them that he bought way earlier in the year, and he when, he, the when he told thing, me, and yeah. I was like, "Wow, that's it, a really it, good idea, though." Yeah, I don't even know if it's gonna be that good idea. Was it the Bell figures? No, 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 not that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. He's different, talking about different. this here. Oh, oh, oh. Different, yeah, we're we're like, yeah. Man, I those are the only figures I haven't taken out of the box. I have them up oh. on display. I'm like, these are so fucking cool. They're I didn't cool, even yeah. know that this existed. Like, this is so dope. Yeah, little bell figures. I love keeping stuff in the box. I think yeah. it just, like, just keep, it just preserves it. So My figures now are pretty much out, it. but yeah. those ones, I leave them up in the box on display. Nothing wrong with taking and them out. And a lot out. of times the box, like, adds another part of, the, like, the right. piece. Yeah. 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 I will say that the the figures that I both like the box and don't like the box are are the pop figures. Yeah, I hate those. Like, I hate the figure and the figure's yeah, awful. Yeah, the figure's I right, it, but it's like I like how they're in box, like literally boxes that you can stack. It's like you technically don't need to buy a case for it. You could just keep it in the box. I I like that, but it's so boring too. Yeah, it's like and so. Don't you have like, like a really big one? I do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 I have. I have. I have a really big Michael. Michael Myers, yeah. which is cool. I like. I like. I like the bigger ones because it's like kind of novelty. <laughs> you item. got a little novelty yeah. thing going. Yeah. On. Yeah. They're they're different, but um, the smaller ones are are still cool. They're just. It is what it is. It, yeah. It's gotten so popular, and there's so many of them. They're, yeah, they're like everywhere. You, but you don't you can make your own. Like we could make ones. our own. You literally could. Literally. They're like 30 bucks. You can design your own Funko Pop, and they'll, and they'll make you into a pop. And I'm like, uh, what? Like, this gotten out of hand. Good. This has gotten out of hand. Yeah, I was like, this kind of Science, crazy. indeed, has gone too far. Has, has it gone too far? It has. It's customizable Funko Pops and customizable Oreos that cost like two hundred dollars, like a pack of ten. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not comprehending that. Jesus, one. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. <laughs> it's probably not that much. It's probably like six. Uh, but it's, it's still, still like, it still is it's, like it's six more than five dollars, yeah. <laughs> which is what it, what yeah. a package of Oreos cost. I was so surprised when I saw it. I was like, oh, it's probably going to be like 15 bucks for a pack. And it's like... Right, the cool novelty. 50. If it had been like 20, 30 bucks, I'd be like, all right, yeah, for the novelty, sure. Anything over $50, I would be like, you are out of your fucking mind. For for yeah. 10 cookies, get for fucked. cookies, yeah. Like, they're not giant. They're just regular Oreos. Yeah. We're getting out of it. We're getting out of it. We're, like, we're on a whole other, whole other rant <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> My bad. About stuff like that. But yeah, tell your parents to listen to the show. Yeah, we, yeah. Tell we your don't parents have a big parental listen. demographic, and our parents no, don't believe in us don't. in this show, so we no. need parents to listen to the show and believe in us. Yeah. Julius is a parent, so we all won. Yeah. We got one. one. Let's go. Let's go. Julius, Julius biggest, top, biggest parent fan. Yes, top, top parent fan. <laughs> top fan. Top general. fan. I'm saying, no shot. Top fan or fam fan is Nathan, and he might even have a family on the way. We don't even know. What? We don't even. Nathan's like, like I have a family that. on the way. <laughs> I literally just announced that that Nathan is pregnant. Nathan, wow! Congrats! Big dubs, Thank dude. You, Nathan. That's why he hasn't made us any art recently. He's been so busy on on, on the baby. being pregnant. pregnant. On being pregnant. That's crazy, man. Good for you. Good Congratulations, for you. Nathan. Right. Congrats, Nate. Well, um. I'm just going to jump into it, because I don't even know how to segue off of that. Welcome to the Shop and Kitchen <laughs> Podcast. 
podcast where everybody's welcome. <laughs> please bring your parents. <laughs> please. <laughs> On this week's episode, we went into the 1974 horror holiday cult classic, Black Christmas. 1974, me and Joey hadn't seen it, and boy, was it like a pendulum watching that movie <laughs> for a minute. Seriously. And then to chase this down, we had the ABC Family Every Year Classic, Home Alone. Yep. Macaulay Culkin. Easy classic. It's been quite a wild ride, hasn't it, my friend? <laughs> yeah. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. I'm Joey. Hell yeah. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us. What you guys been uh what you guys been watching? I have not been watching a whole lot, but what I did watch was similar to what you guys watched this week. I'm real so I'm real. This is going to I wanted to get to into see. this now because I was like I know that this argument's going to go for about 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can just jump right into it. So so Godzilla minus 1. That one, right? Okay, <sighs> yeah. cool. Cuz I, 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 well, I feel like there's a couple. We also brought here. well we we also watched another movie in theaters, but we'll get that next. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we got to we didn't see this one all together. We actually saw this one separate at different times, but um Godzilla minus one, 2023 new Godzilla movie, alleged just movie of the year, alleged movie of the year, alleged to great double people. feature with Oppenheimer. Even I think, I think I <laughs> watch think Oppenheimer and then immediately turn on Godzilla yeah. minus one. That would be a crazy day. Pers- yeah. Personally, I would watch that. Personally, the moment that, and hopefully this isn't spoilers, but like whenever I left Godzilla minus one. I just immediately thought about how Oppenheimer starts very triumphant. Like, I mean, it it's very bleak, but right. it it it's like the best thing happened, but it was the worst thing ever. Um, it brought victory or whatever, but we don't really even go into that. It just it shows how much psychological torment happened. Yeah, to get to where we were, this man was ultimately like ripped to pieces. Yeah. Godzilla minus one is the same exact story, <laughs> but it's like about the in how do you move forward from that from that decimation? Yeah, yeah. Like it like, starts off with a man right. who's like ripped to pieces, right? And I think that that also displays what actually happened in reality. You know, once the once the once the bomb was dropped, you had a whole group of people who has they just had to pick up their lives and move on. They just had to start over yeah Yeah. and that's why i really admire godzilla minus one it's great and that's why i think it would work really well with with oppenheimer because they both kind of started like different spots is like one starts so balls to the wall godzilla appears in less than five minutes and you're like oh my god like it's like 10 level 11 oppenheimer gets slowly peaks and then i'm not saying godzilla goes downhill but it's yeah because i would argue more of a of a wholesome tale which like i i'm not saying it's it it's like paddington wholesome but it's like by the end of it everybody has come kind of full circle and but i don't know if that would call i don't know if cla- i wouldn't classify it as wholesome because i agree that it has like a, a happy ending but like yeah, the road happier. the road to that happiness no, is, not, is, no, is paved not. in just dead bodies yeah <laughs> i agree i agree but yeah, I I definitely think it would be a great double feature with with Oppenheimer. Funny enough, but I think its overall message is a positive one too. Yeah, which I think is why it almost feels happy. It's right. it's, it's about this movie about people choosing to live. Yeah, instead yes. of like giving up on yeah. life when it gets hard. Right. Yep. It's people even when decisions get hard, they're they're still yeah. gonna choose to 
respect life. I like, yeah. yeah. It would, I, thought, it was, I thought it was good. It was a cool idea, like a cool movie just in the sense of like, here were these people that were going to just be left to die, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. nobody was going to help. Japan was not going to help them. The U.S. was too, too concerned with their relationship with the Soviets. They weren't going to help them. And you just had a bunch of veterans that went to die in a war they didn't want to fight in. And they were told, some were even told to die. Yeah. Like, this is your job to die, essentially. And they were just like, they were just like, we we have to do something about this. And they step in and fight one of the, like, one of the most, like, intense Godzillas I've, I've seen. Like, Shin has been, Shin is great. The original 1954 is fantastic. But, like, this, this, how do I word this? Like, the, the 1954 and Shin have, the, like, the Godzilla seems like, not soulless, but, like, he's just kind of, like, looking straight. There's no real, like, anything there. It's just, like, this creature just exists. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla Minus One has those moments, but then you can see, like, moments where Godzilla's, like, Godzilla does something relatively intentionally. It's not like he's just walking and shit's in his way and he's blowing it up. It's, he's there, and then he just goes apeshit. Mm-hmm. Like... I, I would say when we, we saw it in IMAX over the weekend, uh, me and Molly, and when the movie started and you saw Godzilla for the first time, I was like, oh, man, they're showing me Godzilla super early, and he looks, like, small as hell. This is a tiny yeah, little looked, guy. He, yeah, he looks a little scrawny. And then, you know... I liked it, though. I thought I thought it was kind of cool. Like, I... I Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're like, good. You get this. Yeah. This is what we're here to argue about, Matt. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought it was a great, almost like a sequel, since it since it's set in the fifties. It's kind of like right off the back of that of that first movie. Yeah, and it's and I mean in the first movies, Godzilla's not huge, right? I mean he's not he's not the biggest one, so like no. it, it kind of keeps it in that same ballpark of like he's still fresh, like no one knows what he's actually capable of. Yet. Right. So. I thought I thought that that, that it was kind of cool. Also, I kind of admire how he just kind of appears, and it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, and he's he's just roaring instantly, and you're like, oh, because because when he did that, I, I was like kind of freaked out for the guys. I was like, that's that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah, he just kind of came out I of was, nowhere. We were in IMAX, dude. Every time he roared, it was like the whole room shook. It felt like I was on a ride in Disney World. Like every time, or when the music mm-hmm. would, when the Godzilla theme song came in for the first time, I was like, this is crazy, and it's just. It is a good movie. It is a great movie about the triumph of the human spirit. How yeah, dare you not give it a five? How dare you not yeah, give it a five? I can't. I can't. It, it, I, there's just I don't there, get it. There's just little issues here and there that Let's like I can't I lay them on the line. Five. There's not a lot. It's just I said this before. If if the guy, if there was a guy in a suit, and not a CGI Godzilla. I would have admired it a little bit more. And I was trying to think through it the entire time I was watching the movie, but trying not to be distracted by that, by that idea of why do I like the I mean, physical we obviously stuff. Want, we want the practical than, effect more for, yeah. for sure. But I think that I'm not, I'm not here to say it looks bad. I'm for just here a $15 to say, million dollar budget. Like that Godzilla looks incredible. looks yeah. better than the American Godzilla. And that's $200 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I, I think that a lot of that has to come down to framing. Right, because because like the American Godzilla, they're framing him with so much personality and like he's got pizzazz. he's got like facial expressions and stuff like mm-hmm. I don't know the Japanese Godzilla just never does stuff like that. So I I mean, but either way, um, I'm not here to say it looks bad, and I'm not I'm not trying to complain about it. It's just that's definitely one of those issues that's keeping it from a, from being a perfect movie for me is 
I think I just like it more any movie when I feel as if the camera is actually capturing a time in reality. Yeah. I, whenever I see anything CGI, I immediately look at what is physical and then I'm like, okay, that was filmed first and then they added this object. I get that. that. My brain literally cannot see it any other way. I have to see it that way. So every time I saw a city in the original Godzilla it's a miniature. Oh, there's a guy in a suit. We're literally looking at what the director would have seen when he's laying on his stomach yeah. with the camera. Wow, and it looks so big. When I see the original Godzilla, I'm like, that's a group of people running away from nothing. And then they added <laughs> a big nothing behind them. So it's like, I'm not here to complain. It still looks good. It's still a Godzilla movie. It's still a great movie. I mean, As a guy who also loved Avatar Way of Water, I thought the CGI in Godzilla was so good. That's uh, like that's part of the reason why I actually really liked it is the the CGI that they did use. Um obviously I'm okay with it. That's yeah. why I said the avatar thing like you know it is something that I if you do cool. it well then it's going to and it, it'll pay off I think. For sure. And I think this Godzilla really does. I mean that scene with the Godzilla following the boat in the water like almost like a shark. And and then you get like a basically a replica of the Jaws movie. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. I'm like they are taking from Jaws. Uh, it's almost like an homage, but like obviously, Jaws is no match for Godzilla. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of love that that they're even comparing <laughs> yeah. it to this American monster that we idolize. Um, I think that that is a, a a cool aspect of this movie as well. But yeah, I, I think sure. the movie like it starts so devastating that it is almost abnormal to what the other Godzilla movies because they started off with them like this is what normal Japan looks like. Yeah. This is yeah. you know a, a day in the life or or this is how the city runs. Like things seem to go normal yeah. and then Godzilla answers the very first scene you get some of the most devastating shots of the whole movie yep. and and you're like forced to live with that like i i'm i'm more thankful that the movie does end in such a happy note because if it didn't right. you'd be like so devastating like, you might be in like I, I cried happy tears at the end but i probably would have you know been hurt yeah dude i i even i definitely agree and i i i definitely think that it's it it's one of the the top um, 10 maybe easily top 20 maybe even top 10 it, ju it just depends on the on the outcome of this year but are talking yeah. godzilla movies or just movies of this year movies of this year okay i was like oh, top oh, 20 top, that's top, that's top, that's hateful top, top three for, for yeah for all for all of godzilla movies i haven't seen a lot so it's like but i know that the original shin and this would be up at the top <laughs> Pro probably competing yeah. for just depends on, on the day. I think that's fair. I, I will say that I, I think I like this just as much as I liked Shin. Um, I mean, I, I gave Shin a five, so like in theory, I should give this a five. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, I think there's just too much love around it. I think that's like part of it. Like people are talking about how great this movie is. It's probably true. I, I honestly like I might even lower Shin down to to, to four and a half just because because I saw I saw a video I don't know if they used a guy in a suit they didn't they used an animatronic puppet they didn't use the puppet though they cut it I had read that as well but I heard they also there was like a back and forth <laughs> okay so there are scenes like, with the puppet and there are scenes without the puppet but okay. like yes I it is a it Seems is a like, both 
that's what I'm saying is like if you can com- I understand why creators don't do stuff like that anymore. I don't care, but at the same time it's like mm. Yeah. This has been a great year for Godzilla for me at least. Like yeah. I, I have not I don't think I had watched a Godzilla movie really besides the American version. The monster verse. Yeah. And oh yeah, that so one. So being yeah, shown yeah, yeah. the 1954 one and then Shin Godzilla and then and a this. couple weeks later yeah. the greatest Godzilla movie comes out just out of nowhere. <laughs> I feel like I've been shown this like new thing like and my brother who is the same way uh he he actually he hasn't even seen the 1954 one or the Shin Godzilla. Like I had to tell him like oh this is the Godzilla theme music. Like yeah. this is the, you'll hear this over and over because this is from 1954. Like this is, you know, you know, music that has been here forever. That's why this scene is almost as the most perfect scene you can get. And yeah. and even him who had never experienced a Godzilla movie besides maybe the American ones, I hadn't even asked him about that. But he kind of knows what Godzilla is. He was even blown away. He was like that movie. I I didn't know what to expect because he was. He also didn't know it was in Japanese. <laughs> that always in. throws people off. Always throws people off. And. I did tell him it was Japan's version of Godzilla, newest version of Godzilla. He should have put two and two together, but he didn't know. It was like, oh, this is a oh, it's Japanese. oh, so it's not dubbed. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, but it won't matter. Yeah, and it it didn't matter. You get, you get locked in. You, there's no way to not. Yeah, right. And I mean, even the first time I saw it, the whole theater applauded for it at the end. Like you could feel the tension in the room. I, I cried. I would say both times. Yeah, I yeah. cried at the end for nice. sure. Uh, that makes total sense. Yeah, but the, I felt like the whole room. You could really feel it. it. Was just it felt like such a special movie to see in theaters. Um, and they extended the theatrical run. Yeah, I know. And they added more show times. That's why I could see it a second time because they put nice. a time like perfect. I'm honestly thinking about seeing it like. One more time, just but just before it's gone forever. And do you know what's coming back to theaters? What Oppenheimer? So you could potentially do your double feature. I almost okay. bought Oppenheimer today. I was at the store and they had a Blu-ray copy, and I was like, "Shit, Blu-ray? this is so hard." Do I want to buy it on Blu-ray or do I want to hold out because I know that 4K is coming? No, <laughs> that 4K so I held out. What you gotta do? I held out. So we'll so we'll see what happens after Christmas because I. I I'm going to need Oppenheimer, but I'm also really going to need Godzilla minus one. I, oh, yeah, I was just taken aback by the yeah. whole thing. Like it was, it felt, <laughs> it felt like I was watching like the, by the end of that movie, I was like, this is like on par with like Rocky, like where it's yeah. just like the ultimate like triumph. Oh, and you're yeah. just like, <laughs> like yeah, you're literally. so happy. And yeah. it's just, I don't know, the destruction in, in minus one feels a lot more personal than in like, mm. obviously like in the, the, other, ones. the other ones, it's like. He's attacking a city of people that you don't know. And other times it's like, he's attacking a city full of people you know, but you don't really give a shit about these people. They're kind of yeah. throwaway characters. And this was like, I, every character is so human, and yeah. you love their friendships. Like, the guys on the boat, the boys on the boat. The boys <laughs> on the yeah. boat made, made an appearance. I was like, yo, this is tight. Like, these guys are so cool. And I just love their dynamic. Like, everything about them feels incredibly natural. And the stakes feel very real. Throughout the whole thing, and I just I I think that Godzilla is really cool, and this is a really like evil, cool, destructive Godzilla. He yeah, I I definitely will will give it that. Like this this is one of the the coolest iterations of of Godzilla, and I will say that that this is the one that that's most most like the the original. Oh yeah, um, I think that that Shin is good for different reasons. I think because it's the most like Evangelion. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, I agree. I've watched that movie so many times this year, and every like the more I watch it, the more I'm like, this is literally like an episode of Evangelion. Because it's it'll be them fighting it, and then it'll cut to like random like giant office buildings and people saying words they're like, I don't know what any of that meant. But yeah. they all know what it means. <laughs> and the Evangelion music is playing in the background, yeah. so you're just yeah. like, alright, and then they'll execute the attack. It was great. It was so good. But yeah, minus one, honest to God, like it's great. I'm really having a hard time not making it my movie of the year. Like it, it is, <laughs> it is I, definitely hard. I want it. I want to own it so bad. I would watch. That is a movie I would watch like multiple times a week. Like I was so. I think that's why I'm struggling with giving it a higher rating than Oppenheimer. I think Oppenheimer is a better made movie. Like, but I couldn't just sit down and be like, it's yeah. it's Oppenheimer time. I, like I that would. That. That's the that. three hour commitment to just hurting myself. Yeah, yeah, like going nowhere. So yeah. you're just like, okay, I'm like, spiraling out of control, yeah, yeah. and I hate this yeah yeah literally okay well i mean dude yeah when you put it that way i totally understand just to give the audience context i pretty much called them maniacs yesterday for saying that that this was better (laughs) than than oppenheimer but from (laughs) from an entertainment standpoint that 100 percent makes sense it's a lot shorter um it's a a lot more the stakes are are just as high but they're like it ends on a well-deserved good note it's not like a half-ass like oh yay they all made it it's like oh i'm thankful that thank god they made it yeah jesus christ like they don't want like you didn't want them to suffer anymore essentially my heart was racing throughout that whole that whole like finale it was just so so intense so good cannot recommend it enough fucking love godzilla minus one this was a new method of trying to kill Godzilla this way, right? They they had never. I don't think they had ever to tried to like pressurize quick him, drop yeah. him. I thought that that was a very clever way. I'm kind of a spoiler alert, but like they essentially try to destroy Godzilla. <laughs> you only by, have a week to see the movie, so yeah, by using the ocean. Yeah, but I thought I thought it was very, I thought it was clever. It was I, a cool I was idea. Like, yeah, it's like I. Because that that makes hundred percent sense. If you were to drop something that fast and then rise mm-hmm. it up really quick, it they like it doesn't matter the With size. The, pressure the ocean and is so big. Yeah. yeah, it'd have to be bigger than the planet for it to not be affected by that. Essentially, yeah. but, so good. Yeah, man, that's cool. Did you watch anything else this week? Well, we we all got to watch something together. Um, th- this movie is not as good as Godzilla nope. minus one, but I still thought it was pretty decent. Dream it's scenario. Dream dream scenario. Nah. <laughs> you don't like it. That movie was subpar at best. I was oh. so I, I got like I got like angry by the end of that movie. I was like, I'm just gonna leave. Like I don't I don't even give a shit anymore. This movie is not good. That's <laughs> kinda like a Kaufman Ooh. ripoff kinda. But did, did did he write it? He produced it. He produced so it. he invested money into this thing to attach his name to a project that definitely feels like something that's trying feels to be like Kaufman esque. And it's like that's fine, but like Bo is Afraid was sub was was just fine. This yeah. is not great, and it's just it goes in on a bit that is not that you don't that I didn't care about. Like, I was there in that theater seat because I was like, "Why is everybody in the world dreaming of Nick Cage?" And they're like kind of tiptoeing around that yeah. ever so slightly throughout the whole thing, but that is never the main focus of the movie. Like, it just turns into a whole thing about like how it's very easy to get canceled on the internet. And I was like, I don't care about that. I'm at a movie right now. Please tell me why is everyone dreaming of Nick Cage? And they were like, nah, we're going to roll with this like crazy bit. And it just, it got driven into the ground so quickly. And it just wasn't funny. 
Like, the first half of that movie is so fucking funny. It is so good. Nothing is missing. Nick Cage is, is undeniably hilarious. And funniest sex scene I've ever seen in a movie. Like, <laughs> that shit killed me. Killed me. And it was a fart joke. And I hate fart jokes. Yeah. And I was like, I can't breathe. This is the funniest thing. It's so funny. And then right after that, they were like, well, now everybody ha- is having bad dreams about you, so everybody in the world hates you. And it's like, that doesn't what make do you mean? sense. Yeah, yeah, like, why? It would be cool if, like, that was a bit, because it's like, ah, I get it. Like, when you have a bad dream about somebody and you look at them weird the next day, and then the day after that, you're like, I don't care, because it was a dream. <laughs> and that just, that moment of clarity never comes. Yep. And it's, and then the movie just ends, like, abruptly. Yeah, it just kind of ends, yeah. But didn't you think it, like, blurred the lines on, like, it, it kind of did explain in a loose way of how people could be dreaming because it was only at first a few people and then some people wrote a uh, a blog and then that got picked up and it just kept, kept getting bigger and bigger and because he became more and more popular more and more people started dreaming about him and I, I guess I th- that's what I figured but it was like but, that's and that's boring like that's yeah. a bo- I'm in this like but kind of fantastic was, movie yeah I kind of liked how it like kind of tricked you like the, it was not what the trailer I I don't think it was perfect there was it, there was a lot of jokes that didn't work but I loved Nick Cage in this movie I thought he was like this is another classic like Nick Cage hilarious movie um, where he does his bits and uh, yep. I I didn't think it was perfect, but I thought it was funny enough, and I thought the story, like, it didn't need to be about the... Why. Like, why people are dreaming about him. Right. Because it, it kind of explained it in a way. Like, it didn't matter. But I get that. I, I don't know. I just wanted to add that, like, something that, that, I, that I did like about it, because um, I, I, I think I'm kind of in between, because, like, I wish that they would have explained a little bit more. Right. And they, and they didn't. Like, they went for the more, like, we're just going to end it right here and just make a little small callback to what we had said earlier in the movie. But I also agree with Joey that I like how they had interacted with the idea. And I, and I also thought it was really funny how, like, influencers were in people's dreams and they're just like, I'm just here just to market this idea. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that's kind of an interesting idea that, like, people would use our dreams to market to us, like, and we can't do anything to stop it, essentially. Um, I think that it has a lot of cool ideas. I, I, are they as fleshed out or as in your face as maybe, like, a Kaufman movie? Probably not. I'm thinking about Synecdoche, Synecdoche New York, big time. Um, that doesn't even come close to that movie. Like, like, right, like no. the dream scenario doesn't even come near no. dream, um, Synecdoche, New York. But it, you know, it kind of has the same vibe. And and then at the end, I. It's now that you know we're kind of talking over it. The ending seemed a little bit more with me because it's like he can't. He's he's never been in control of why people are dreaming of him. Sure. Yeah. Even his wife. Like spoiler alert. Like he can't even make his wife dream of him, which. I thought that that was kind of funny. The whole movie is like yeah. she was she was never having any dreams, ever. Like it, it yeah. was always these random people, and she was just kind of there. Um, I I thought I thought it was good. I thought I thought it was a strong effort. I don't think it was perfect by any means. I'd probably give it like a three and a half, four. If I had, you know like see that's that, where I'm at. I gave it a two and a half. Good day. Yeah. 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 I just sorry about my sniffling. Notes. No, you're good. Sniffles, it's all good, buddy. <laughs> I got the heat on, but it, I, I don't know. I just, I felt like, I felt, like I said, it just, it ran this bit and 
his like his whole family like just like despises him even before everything like kicks yeah. off and I don't know. It, it leaned into all the tropes of like a cancel cancel culture movie where it's like he makes the apology, but it's not good. His family doesn't like him anymore. He has yeah. to have a mental breakdown. It's like this is so formulaic, dude. This is not. This is not anything bewildering. This is not anything new. Like you made you brought me into this theater believing. You just made another movie that Netflix is gonna put out sixteen times next year. Like I I don't know. I just. Yep. Nick I, Cage I, is I very funny in this, but I just I felt like once his character stops being funny the movie like runs this bit dry yeah there's also just not enough world building going yeah on. so like kind of confusing stuff happens and you're like why did we need to see that because right. it's like the world they want it to be so big and so modern but it's like 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 the news segment there's only one news segment in that entire movie and yeah. you saw the whole thing in the trailer it's like you'd think that there'd yeah. be more news coverage around this guy yeah you would think the movie that movie just doesn't do it but they were like fine. let's focus on the relationship between him and michael Sarah, and it's like i don't care about this at which all which is like that that's fine but like at the same time why why keep the the day whatever like i i i'm 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 open to rewatching it just because but mainly because of uh nick cage yeah like for sure that's that's what i would say about it i thought i thought he he was good enough to revisit it but, yeah and i had a good time it was funny yeah is is it one of his best performances i kind of think so like just because it it's just different it's just different than than what we're we're used to him playing yeah the the weird like yeah the weird like he's not even weird he's just like a really normal dad he's just a normal dude yeah he's just a very normal average joe he's kind of smart yeah kind of awkward kind of smart go watch the family kind of dumb and gullible that's true (laughs) that's another performance but yeah yeah any other any other hits that was it yeah no no what about you guys i actually watched one other movie that I heavily recommend. I watched May December finally through. Yo, it on. how was yeah, it? Yeah, it it was good. It it is morally like if it, it feels like a weird movie and it's trying to uh, blur the lines of what is like okay and that I'll I will say this. Natalie Portman does like a, an amazing job. And she kind of takes it to, like, a place that makes the movie feel more real than it should. And oh, God. Yeah, it, it it's good. It But I'll, I'll like, it, it's, yeah, it's it's just about, like, a, uh, a family who started based on um, this older woman who was, like, 30-something, had sex with a seventh grader and had a child, went to jail and everything. And then it's, like, the... Natalie Portman's trying to play her in a movie. They're making a movie about it. And this is Natalie Portman doing like a character study at her house. This is like Black Swan. <laughs> it is, and it like it, it feels yeah, it is like Black Swan. I think that's why they got her. Oh my god. And yeah, so she plays a very like very dedicated person to this and uh it gets a little you're crazy and i would uh, imagine so the ending i think is the best part and why i would give it such a high rating i don't know what i'm gonna give it. i'm thinking four four and a half but it, it cool. is really good and worth it sweet i get the buzz yeah but that's it that's all i've been watching i um so other than minus one and, and dream scenario um and the movies we had to watch for for the pod this week i went on an earnest spree 
and oh, just yeah. started kicking them back. Yeah. And so literally right after we finished recording, you guys left the other night, I threw on Ernest in the Army. Nice. Which was like not good. Oh, <laughs> it was no, kind of like, was... oh no, this is this is like this Ernest can actually not be funny. This is crazy. No. I like and when we go to Ernest no. in the Army, how can Jibarty. that not be funny? <laughs> yeah. And it was just like it just wasn't good. It wasn't funny. It didn't make a lot of sense. And I'm not saying you need to make it. It's an earnest movie, but I was just like, eh. And like I, when I looked it up, it was like, oh, this was like a straight-to-VHS one. And I was like, oh, okay. So, like, we're, we're wrapping it up here. And it's the last earnest movie, like, ever made. So, understood. Um, then I watched Ernest Goes to School, which was pretty good. I enjoyed Ernest Goes to School. Had its funny nice. moments. Then I watched Ernest Goes to Camp. That one was so good. Okay. So cool. so so good. I added it to Redacted. Nice. If I say when I say so 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 good, it's it's a three star movie. Like it's for <laughs> Ernest. But but that means it's like a five star Ernest movie. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Three stars like, is a five for Ernest. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's like a whole like bit of him like crying in the rain and he sings this song and it's like really fucking sad. <laughs> it's a good but and the ending of that movie is like it's so unpredictable. Like there, cool. there's no way when you start the movie you'll be like I bet it ends like this. <laughs> it's it's nuts. Cool. Um, and then I, I went on my on a Godzilla, Godzilla spree as well, after Minus One. Um, Molly and I watched Godzilla vs. Megalon, which was a 1973 Godzilla movie. It's really around the time where Godzilla, like, just has given up. Like, okay. they're just, like, drugs have clearly entered the writer's room, and they're just like, what if Godzilla does a cannonball into the ocean? What if Godzilla leans back and, 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 and like, uses his tail to glide across the ground? And in this movie, it was like, ocean dwell a society of human beings living in the ocean were awakening a monster called megalon to eradicate humanity because of uh the i think it was i couldn't tell uh, i think it was the pollution and the bombs that they were dropping once again bombs what? and pollution were big enemies in the godzilla universe and so they awakened megalon and at this point godzilla has been tamed by japan and he lives on monster island swear nice. to god I love and that. uh they have to get him to help to kill uh, Megalon. But, like, they show Godzilla in the first five minutes, and then he's gone for the entire movie up until the final fight. There's not even, like, a cutaway to him or anything. It's just suddenly he is there. He cannonballs into the ocean. He swims across the ocean. He shows up, kicks the crap out of Megalon. Then there's another guy that shows up. Then Jet Jaguar shows up. It's, like, so fucking chaotic. And then it's just over. And I was like, man, this this is nuts. And then um, yesterday I watched Godzilla 2000, which was the Japanese follow-up to the uh, the American one. This is the next Godzilla that came out after. And I remember really wanting nice. to see this when I was a kid, and my dad wouldn't take me to see it. I don't know why. Because he loved Godzilla. I think he was just pissed from the last Godzilla movie we had seen. He was like, no. He's like, no, no. I'm not dealing with we're, this. Yeah, we're, no, we're not doing that. We're never watching Godzilla again. This Godzilla, yeah. this Godzilla house is, is no longer a home. Torn asunder. So... Godzilla 2000, you should check out. It's on Hulu. Um, and I watched it on Hulu, and I have the ads version, and there were no ads throughout the whole movie. Nice. Um, but it's it came out in 1999, and it's Godzilla himself is a guy in a suit. Like, through and through, guy in a suit. The thing that he fights sometimes is a guy in a suit. <laughs> I love shit like Other that. times, so he's a brutally CGI'd thing. Oh, I the, love stuff the whole thing like is like that. it's a, it's like a comet that that crashed into the planet, like but it was like sixty million years ago, and they're like doing an excavation and they find it, and when like they like touch it, it like it's in the ocean, and it like rises to the to the the surface, 
and uh, then it starts like shooting shit, and Godzilla shows up, and Godzilla's like, "I'll fucking kill you." And so they they duke it out, and uh, it ends up like it's weird. Like it doesn't kill Godzilla, but Godzilla's like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I, I gotta get out of here." Oh, and as he's leaving, the Japanese army's like, "Kill Godzilla!" And then like everybody just tries to kill Godzilla. It's so crazy. But that last fight scene is like a total is like an all miniature set, cool. and it just it was it was good. Um, it was it's a it's a Japanese Godzilla movie, but on Hulu they only had the English dub, which was <laughs> so funny. Like it worked in that movie. When I watched the English dub of Shin, it did not it work because like, the material no. is so fucking serious. And Godzilla two thousand is like kind of serious, kind of ridiculous. It's so it's like yeah, the dub totally fine. Other than the random good people that were like, I'm gonna do an Asian accent instead of just talking like 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 just an English person, it would it was so weird. I was oh like, what are you doing? God. Like everybody else here is just talking like like a standard white guy number five. Why are oh you Why are you throwing an Asian accent? God, on that? yeah, it's like why Why are you doing that? But so that was weird. Um, but yeah, yeah so I'm making my way up. making my way through that. I may I have to work late tomorrow, so I'm thinking tonight I might watch Godzilla Final Wars. That's the one where they kill the 1999 or the 1998 American Godzilla. They kill it. They, yeah, That's he like awesome. shows up and they blow him up. They throw him into the Sydney Opera House and he just blows up. Sick. <laughs> so that I kind of like need fun. to. I kind of want to check it out and see what the see what the whole deal is with that. Do it. That sounds awesome. The Iguanazilla. The Iguanazilla. God, I do want to go back and rewatch that just to just to see how bad. Because in my mind, it's bad. But I'm I like, saw one clip of it today and i was just like man i forgot like even even how they like filmed him because i remember as a kid i was like oh you don't see him till the very end like kind of yeah and i'm like i just don't want to suffer through that 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 like matthew broderick storyline where he's like a uh, he's like a an animal scientist or something like something that? like that zoologist or something like that. he's doing that but like this one this one this is the woke godzilla because godzilla is a woman in this one. Oh yeah because yeah, he because yeah. she, she's laying she, eggs she lays all over eggs, all over yeah. new york city yep and then it kind of turns into like alien but yeah or aliens yeah it's like there's like multiple, multiple mini godzillas running through yeah. like the sewers that they're that they're trying to kill but the people that are trying to kill them are matthew broderick and, and hank azaria the, and leon the professional yeah. The fuck? Oh my! It's so a weird. it's a weird Inspector cast. Gadget and Leon the the professional are in a cab, and one of the guys that voices like a third of the cast of The Simpsons are just all that together trying to kill Godzilla or take pictures of Godzilla. Yeah, they're not. They're not there to kill him. It's it's a nice. that opening scene is is so fun. I always I think of that opening scene a lot because it's like they're like on a boat and it's uh. This guy, this old guy, is like laying in a bed, like petrified, and Leon, Leon the professional, comes in and like just lights a lighter like in his face, and is like, "What did you see, old man?" And the <laughs> camera like slowly zooms in on this old guy, and he's just like, "Godzilla, Godzilla," <laughs> and you're like, "What is happening?" And they never it, ever talk to that guy again. Does it even play the 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 original theme? That I don't know. That's another reason why I want to rewatch it and be like. Because I don't they, think it does. I don't think it does. Like, I think they just did like a U.S. like just rock. Oh. Yeah. It was was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they play Freebird when he shows up. <laughs> We're gonna get sued. Um. Well, <laughs> before we get sued, let's get into our holiday shot this evening. We have Black Ooh. Christmas. A movie that Matt gave five stars. 
I, I stand just, by that. just remember that, that he did that. not give Godzilla minus one five stars. <laughs> I stand by that. Okay, Matt, what's Black Christmas about? Black Christmas, it was directed by Bob Clark, and it came out in 1974, four years before the original Halloween. And the tagline goes like this. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Okay. And then the, the summary goes like this. A sorority house is terrorized by a stranger who makes frightening phone calls and then murders the sorority sisters during Christmas break. That's it. Which it's All it's right. like kind of true. It's like I I feel it's close like, enough. Yeah, it it yeah, it's close enough. Dude, like, this guy has quite a a filmography. Bob Clark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, he made porkers or like porkies. Porky. He made a Christmas story. He made Whoa. baby geniuses. <laughs> Crazy. That wild. is wild. <laughs> Blonde and Blonder. I, don't, I guess that that's a movie. He did uh he also did Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things and Karate Dog. Can't forget Karate Dog. And the the cult classic Fudgemania. Oh, who could forget? Who could forget kit hits like Rhinestone? <laughs> Wait, is that Dolly Parton? It's actually kind of ridiculous. Oh my god, no, I have to see this movie. I've never heard of this movie Rhinestone, but it's literally Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton. <laughs> and the picture like the cover is them playing what? guitar and the poster looks like it's just them hard styling. Oh my god, this might be my favorite movie ever and I've never seen it. It's just him flexing. Right, that rocks! <laughs> like arm wrestling Dolly Parton. I love that so much. Alright, wow. I okay, this that. guy, so he's a legendary director. Hold on, hold on. I just want to read the, the, the tagline for this movie before we move forward. For Rhinestone, starring Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton. She's bet everything, and we mean everything, that she can turn this New York cabbie into an overnight sensation. He has other things in mind, but he's never had a trainer like this one. Oh, I'm sold. <laughs> I have to see this movie come out? tonight. 84. 84. So this is Stone. 10 years later. What a turnaround Ryan to go from Stone. Black Christmas to this 10 years later. <laughs> he came out with apparently another movie the same year that he came out Black Christmas with um, called Dead of Night. I have no idea what it's about. But that's kind of crazy to come out with, with two movies in one year. Yeah. But they do look kind of low budget, so I mean it makes sense. But... Yeah, now Black Christmas. I, I I introduced this movie to the guys as a as a perfect movie. Yeah, um, still a little that, bold. I think that it's it's a really good '70s slasher movie. I I, th- I think rewatching it this time, yeah, like I woke up to to some 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 issues with it, but I just think by the time it gets to the end, it still is a five for me, just because Billy is creepy enough for me to. it's just a good villain yeah and i think that it's funny enough for me to to be entertained by it throughout um it you know not all the jokes land and not all the bits land and not all the the scares land for sure for sure but i think when i watched it i was watching it from the standpoint of kind of how did this movie impact history because you know i watched halloween and I watch Halloween the same way. And I, I like Halloween more than this, personally. But um, Halloween has impacted so many different movies. And I think that Black Christmas has, has impacted a lot of different movies as well. Um, in some ways smaller than others. Like, maybe a smaller way would be, like, just the writing. How, like, there's some characters who are serious. And then there's some characters who are never serious. Right. Like, always the, 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 the butt of the joke. Um and also, I just, it's open-ended uh, ending. 
literally that but you know i'm i'm kind of jumping all over the place but i i like this movie a lot i think it's really easy to watch it's really quick what were you guys' first take on it <laughs> when we started this movie probably like 20 minutes in i was like this is a two and a half star movie yeah because by that point i think like two phone calls yeah. have been made and i was like hang up the fucking phone just don't pick yeah. up the here's a solution don't pick up the phone mega easy but <laughs> but then like it got to a point where it was like I don't know if I, I don't know if I could hang up the phone after so many calls. It's like this, there's an intentionality behind this, and I got it. Like something has to be done. I have to do something, and the movie does a really good job of of being a who done it without feeling like a who done it. Because like pretty much from the get go, like the evidence points to Peter, and there's never anything that makes you like change your mind on that. You really don't think it's not Peter until the movie's over. And that, which I thought, which is, like, its strongest, like, its strongest punch throughout the whole movie is just that you're like, it's this guy. This guy's a fucking psychopath. And then he finally gets got, and then you're like, it's over, and then it's not yeah. over. Right, and, and then it just keeps over. going. I had also never seen this version of it. I had seen the remake in, like, the late 2000s, and I was like, this is terrible. And not good in any way, shape, or form. Yep. I also remember, I mean, it's been a, a long time. I remember being a lot more, like sex driven than like just like pure violence driven like this one is and it also just doesn't it doesn't sound like a good looking movie by any means like it's just a pretty like shoddy like late 2000s average b-rate horror movie but um this was like magnificent like i i i was not a fan of it at first while we were like totally in the beginning understand. i was yeah, just like it doesn't it doesn't start off on a strong yeah. footing no it's a very like if you're not roped in by by the first phone call, I could see someone just being like, "I'm not done." I don't right, I don't need to watch, watch this anymore. anymore. Yeah, but I think that it paces itself well, and I think that it reels in the kills to not be like hyper violent, but also like you feel dread every time something happens, and every time it, like cuts to the upstairs and you see the one girl like in the rocking chair, mm-hmm. you're just like, "Oh man, this is fucked." Like, what the hell is going on in this house? Dude, I think what got me the first time and what got me again was the phone calls. I I don't I just have yet to hear someone commit that hard to what they're trying to accomplish. And I know it's it's not that much. I know that oh it's just a crazy person, Matt. But just from what I maybe I'm just thinking about the first time I, I heard it, but just the weird mix of there's like three or four different voices going yeah. on. And it all, I mean, to me, how, how I interpret it is it's all one guy making the same noises the whole time. Um, and that was just so weird and eerie to me. And I also, uh, on the flip side of like, hang up the phone. I just, I almost want to keep listening because I'm like, who the hell is this? Like, why, why are they doing this? Yeah. Why are they doing this? But also like, wow, they're really they're really committing. Like I, I think I think one of the girls even like kind of makes fun of him for yeah. it, and it's like, wow, he's he will not shut up. Like yeah. kind of like I'm surprised that he is still going. Um, that's what keeps me listening because I'm like, wow, yeah. that's that that dude's screaming at the top of his lungs sometimes. There's like one particular call. It's Bella, when Bella. it's when what's her, what's the I I can't remember any of these women's names. What no, was, I like what was the main girl's name? The main girl was Jess. Jess. When Je- I think it's Jess takes the call right when Peter is coming down the stairs, and like there's just no music, and it like sounds like a kid. Like it sounds like a kid is crying at first, and then it's just screaming, 
And I was just like, man, this would really fuck up my whole day if I yeah. had to witness this. Yeah, I also just... The one that, that gets me, too, is the one where he just ends. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And, then, and that's and the then, first and, call. And that's strong. And up, and you're like... Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Right, you're terrified. You're absolutely terrified. Yeah, I thought the uh, the kills were the worst part of this whole movie. Really? Yeah, like the they were quick. They were kind of lame, and it just ends up them having a bag over their head. I think they, especially the one in the the rocking chair, it worked a lot better because you start to use that throughout the whole movie. But that's why I had this movie at such a low rating at first, because I, I was like, okay, this is just going to be some like low-grade <laughs> yeah, bullshit, like, like killer, people, yeah. yeah, doing dumb kills that don't even look good the whole movie. Yeah. And then yep. you realize it's actually only a few kills, and that this movie is actually more than that. And it's more yeah. of like, who did these killings, and yeah. where yeah. are they? Why is nobody looking in the attic? Why yeah. is no one looking in the yeah. attic? That was driving me crazy for a good majority of this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that, like a lot of horror movies, um, Molly brought up a great point whenever whenever we, we watched it. I think that it's trying to communicate such simple ideas. Like, for example, like the, the, the sorority house. Like, there's, there's a lot of different... Um, questions looking at that setting but how people treated these girls it makes sense why there's just someone in the attic like i don't know who came into this party but the the movie opens up with the door just open the door yeah. is just open yeah. like there's it's it, like and the guy just walks right in um and then like they call the cops and the cops don't take what they're saying seriously so like who the who is gonna help them yeah. you know who is gonna uh, save them in, in, in this time and i think that that uh, joey you're right like like the kills are very lackluster i i, I think that that's what makes the ending to me that the, the ending stand out more because you don't know who did it and it's yeah. like you as nick brought up you think that the killer died and you think it's all done and over and then the phone starts ringing again, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god!" You're like, like no. and they literally brought her right back in the house. She's not even in a hospital bed. She's yeah. literally just back in her own house. And they just um, leave her there. They just left her. Yeah, it's just was like, "Oh my god!" Which like, but they didn't leave her. There's a cop outside. But bro, like the whole movie has taught us that that these cops are terrible. Yeah, you're almost left to assume like, okay, yeah, she's gonna she's die gonna later. die. Yeah, she's yeah, done. She's, she's dead. Yeah. There's no, like, sequel to this. Like, you're just kind of left with that. And you have just this very ominous music that, like... It's, like, only, like, one sound bite that's played. But it's just yeah. so haunting every time it comes it's on. It's so my favorite part of the movie, weird. honestly. It's, like, it's so well utilized, though. It's yeah. it, it just sounds like someone just kind of playing, like, two or three different notes on a synth. And then they're just kind of... But they're, like, tuned warped. way down. Yeah, yeah and warped. Yeah. It's really cool. But, yeah, I, I think that, 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 that this movie set the stage for a lot of other movies to to come after it um it's not it's not a perfect movie by any means for sure but um it that's what makes me appreciate it i think yeah. from from that 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 five i still feel that way yeah. i still feel like it's a five-star movie just because of when it came out the movies that that it's inspired because of it. oh for sure yeah, I think, like i, I can cool. i can absolutely get that and i by no means but by, by the end of this movie i i loved it like i was yeah. i was into this movie by the end yeah, I think one of the things that like started turning me into thinking this movie could be good were some of the shots that were in this movie. 
some of like the zooms they would have oh yeah dude. were so good that yeah, they like were nice the yeah like this was made in the 70s yeah. like you, you're kind of blown away that whoever shot this you know put so much care and effort into a movie like this yeah. that it, it almost makes it so much better like it's not just a cheesy 70s horror right. movie it it actually has some depth to it that most don't right and, yeah um, man i i always think about that that shot of billy like looking at her Oh, with, yeah. with the eye like just it, like how that's framed is so iconic but it's so scary like every time you see it it's like oh that's i don't like looking at yeah, that and then yeah, it just kind of it just keeps look you like looking that. at it and you're like why are we looking at this it's yeah. just it's just spooky yeah it it was good it was a good time like what would you guys give it though Black Christmas. I mean, I give it a four and a half pretty confidently by oh, the end. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to stick at a four. But four. Yeah, it's still, still very, really very respectable. Yeah. Very respectable score. Yeah. Um, solid movie. I would definitely recommend. To it, 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 It's also like a good staple for like this Christmas time because I feel like there's so much like holiday cheer that I almost need movies like this to like balance out like how happy everyone is i need like some murdering and some misery you need you sprinkled in there you need the holdovers and you need black christmas exactly <laughs> right no for sure yeah no i i i definitely agree i think i think it's a great christmas tradition movie um it's definitely not chipper by any means but no that's good <clears throat> which which is why i think our chaser is a good pairing oh dude i know too. right i know Home you Alone, think so, so i we'll see i actually don't know if it's a good pairing because they're completely opposite <laughs> stories let's say there's there's not necessarily a stranger i mean there is a stranger in that strangers in the house um for home alone i'm trying to remember what because like you guys tried to describe or someone tried to describe to me what black christmas was and for some reason that description <laughs> he shot off home alone so fast <laughs> like home alone made sense it does. I don't know. I think that you would, I, I, we had said something like, "What is it like a like Christmas? Black Christmas is a movie about like girls being like tortured in a house or like being like killed off in a house." And I don't remember like they're. I think someone said like they're alone in the house, and you were like Home Alone, and we were all like, "Yeah, yeah Home Alone." And then it happened, and then I watched Home Alone this morning, and I was like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that there's any <laughs> real correlation gonna, yeah, here, but we're going to we're going to dig. So, uh, Matt, what's Home Alone about? Home Alone was directed by Chris Columbus and it came out Boo, 19- fuck that guy. <laughs> and it came out in 1990 and the tagline goes, "A family comedy without the family." And then Zingo. and then the summary is kind of long. Eight-year-old Kevin McAllister makes the most of the situation after his family unwittingly leaves him behind when they go on Christmas vacation. But when a pair of bungling burglars set their sights on Kevin's house, the plucky kid stands ready to defend his territory. By planting booby traps galore, adorably mischievous Kevin stands his ground as his frantic mother attempts to race home before Christmas Day. Coming in at a 3.8. Ooh, interesting. All right. So, when was the first? I mean, obviously, this nobody's first time watching Home Alone. Yeah, right. To, no. what, what is? When can you? When was the first time you saw this movie? I thought 
that the first time because I, I was thinking about this whenever I was watching it. Like when when did I first watch this? Because as a kid, I always got the second one mixed up with the first one. Second one's one of like New vice York. versa. Yeah. yeah. Like and I was like, okay, yeah, this one is the one where they stay on the street. It's not in a different location. Yeah, because the second one, he goes into that toy shop. Yeah. And he spends, like, all this money. And yep. I, I thought, for some reason, that was in this first movie, too. Yeah, no, it's but it's not. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, right. I, so I'm with you there. Yeah. I, I had the same thing. I don't know why. But at the same time, in my defense, the second movie is literally beat for beat the first movie. Yeah. It's, Except it's, in like, New York. it's like they literally <laughs> were just York. like, we're going to make a Home Alone sequel. What do we do? Everything that we did in the first movie, there's nothing different. I mean, it just, yeah. just, just, just the setting's different, um, which is fine. But yeah, uh, Home Alone, I think the first time I watched it, no joke, was either in elementary or middle school, probably like near Christmas break when, yeah, the, when yeah. the teachers were just throwing on movies for sure it was like, probably on like abc family at that one time. too yeah, yeah yeah when i was a kid I, I maybe just watched it on cable yeah. i think i think that that that's that's how i watched it like neither one of my parents were like let's watch home alone yeah. it, it wasn't like that so i it was it was just on very accessible my mom might have done that because she loves watching christmas movies like she flips a switch when christmas time comes around she watches like a christmas movie every day um, so that I definitely feel influenced in that way. Like we probably did watch this movie because of her. Um, I watched a lot of Christmas movies because of her, but yeah, that, so I, it was probably really young. I'm uh, elementary school for sure. Yeah. Pretty much. I think I was in fourth, fourth grade when I first saw it. My mom, we rented it on, on VHS and, uh, as a kid, I was like, this is so funny. Like, this is such a good time. It's just this kid torturing Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> and I had, I had not seen a ton of Joe Pesci material at this point in my life for obvious no. reasons, but uh, I would later go on to watch a lot of Joe Pesci movies and be like, I love this guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which then, like, but the problem is that the more Joe Pesci movies you watch, and then you go back to watch Home Alone, and you're like, dude, what happened? Like, what how did you get here? You were in Goodfellas. You were in My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> The money. The money. It's always the money. The money. The money. <laughs> At least yeah, I, sure. to me, to me, it, it's it, it's always. Oh, the it money. has to be the money. I think it. I think he still works. I don't. I don't. No, he does. I mean, bad. he did like the Irishman and stuff like that. Like eight heads in a duffel bag, but like. I think it's eight I do. This movie and Goodfellas came out the same year. Can you imagine the that? The, the duality of man. Wow. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna blame it all on 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 Chris Columbus. I mean, this guy came out with 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 Sorcerer's Stone, and I just kept and thinking, Chamber of Secrets and Chamber of Secrets, and I just kept thinking like I like those movies more. <laughs> I like those like movies more than, 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 than Home Alone. Compared to Home Alone, yeah, I, okay, I get that, sure. <laughs> Home Alone 1 and 2 versus The Sorcerer's Stone no, and Chamber of Secrets, a, two bangers. I think it's like a weird thing to compare, but I oh, yeah, but right. I understand they're the same director, so it's you've got to compare them, yeah. yeah. And you know, you're definitely right that... They are definitely different. Harry but, Potter, yeah, is like, better I mean, than Home Alone. Harry Potter is like... At least in in the Sorcerer's Stone, he's he's kind of in the same age bracket. You're right. No, for sure. A little bit. Yeah, like Kevin's small in this movie. Man. Yeah, he's, he's young. I, he's I almost a child. Like, forgot. Like I forgot he's, he's how much like boy. personality this kid had. Like it Kevin feels Kevin. weird. Like like you, kid, children don't have this type of personality in movies now. Like they're not this like. They, he felt you so can't mature. make them human anymore. Yeah. No. No. but I, this also isn't human like i don't i don't yeah, think, no, I, no, I don't no. think kevin McAllister is human but at the same time <laughs> yeah. i'm more forgiving 
at this type of character trope yeah. than I am the like let's try to make him real. It's like Yeah. No, dude. I don't yeah. I I don't want him to be like too real. I just want him he is like, wow, it's like he's like talking like an adult. He's crazy. Yeah. This kid's off he's the chain. Zany. Yeah, right? That's <laughs> that's weird. I like this guy. We should make Joe Pesci try to kill this kid. That's that's what this movie is missing. <laughs> Literally, yeah, Joe Pesci gets pissed off at this kid and literally wants to murder him. Um, Just don't rob the house. Just go next door. (laughs) We have to. We've been here for so long. I've been wanting to get in this house ever since I've seen it the first time. It's like, bro, you could just walk away. Like, his partner is so, like, smart, but at the same time, his partner's stupid, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're the wet bandits, bud. Watch out. Yeah. You you did it again, didn't you? I also think to leave the water running is the most, like, devastating thing you could do to someone. Oh. And it's like, you just want to ruin, like, why not just, like, light the house on fire? Like, literally, yeah. right. Like the, the, Joe Pesci was like, why would you do that? You're yeah. literally deranged. And he was like, I'm deranged. He's like, yes. Because, so like, you saw how much water was in that house. That house is, like, probably ruined. Yeah. The amount of mold and oh, I don't, that's the, that's something all that's all I was thinking about when I saw Kevin walking through that house. I'm like, wow, I can't believe someone would do this. Like, like, it, sure, steal my stuff, but don't ruin my house. Right? Yeah, it's like just, <laughs> it just made these guys just take, take not the much shit more out evil. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they're like evil in a dumb way. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really He probably didn't like, think, like, oh, it's silly. I'm just going to run yeah. their water so their water bill's really high. He thought of it as, like, a calling card. Yeah. He was like, you just got hit by the wet bandits. Yeah. He's not smart enough didn't to... He, didn't he change their name to the to the Sticky Bandits in the next movie? Because he has, Something like, like, he has like, sticky gloves or some stupid shit. I could not remember. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah, this movie, I think that it is kind of wearing thin for me when it comes down to... Really, Christmas classics. Yeah, I don't. I don't really enjoy it as much as I, I used thought to. it stood up. I I think I'm in a different camp than you guys are because I really thought it was kind of funny, and I forgot John Candy was in it. Uh, uh, not, I, he's the John best Candy part of that whole movie. Funny, <laughs> Come on now, poka poka poka. Yeah, that's funny. It's so good. And yeah. I, to be honest, that probably was the first John Candy movie I ever saw. Ever seen, yeah. Really? And so I probably didn't know, yeah, that yep. John Candy is this, like, hilarious legend, legend yeah. Uh, yeah his, it, I think his jokes probably hit harder as an adult than they did as a kid, um, which I think is a, a nice part of it. But I, I really like Macaulay Culkin. Also yeah. seeing Kieran Culkin in there, that, like, weird shot of him, like, smiling... <laughs> I, I I loved it. I was like, oh, this guy grows up to be in succession. This yep. is crazy. <laughs> this guy grows up to be in succession. That is not McCul. That's Kieran Culkin. <laughs> I know, but he's in that. He's the younger brother. Macaulay Culkin is in succession? No, Macaulay Culkin, Kieran Culkin is in the movie Home Alone. Is that because he would... He's always, a little brother. I literally, of my whole life, always thought that they just had Macaulay Culkin put glasses on. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, he's right there. Yeah, <laughs> damn, I feel yeah, real yeah, fucking yeah. stupid. I might cut he's, that out of this episode. <laughs> he's fuller. He's no, fuller. I, I, I don't know. I, the the movie to me though, I thought it was funny enough. It it like it was it's and it was heartwarming. Bad. I feel like I've been like. Compared to last year when we started the year off with Spirited, oh, I, I think that just like Ooh. ruined my like Christmas spirit. I did not want to watch Christmas movies last Ooh. year. This year, I've just terrible. been in such a good mood to want to watch these like classic. Like I think Holdovers might be the reason. 
Um, you know, starting Cold off the overs year is such a nice softball way to start the the uh, holiday season too, because yeah. it's like it's not too in your face about the Christmas stuff, but it's like nice and warm. Yeah, and it's such a nice vibe, and like. I, I think Home Alone kind of meets That's that, kinda too. That's kind of what I felt. Yeah, yeah right, but it, it was, it's just... It was it's comforting. Co- I just get... And it was funny to me. I didn't think any of the jokes, like... There was never, like, oh, that didn't work for me. When I'm sure there was for you guys, but I was like, I, it was fine. I was like, it was... Yeah, it's just more like cutesy yeah, humor to yeah, me. I which is, that. like, not bad. I mean, I... Once again, not saying it's a bad movie. Yeah, for I sure. I would just say that it's probably, like, solid three... For me, for Home Alone, yeah. I also I gave it a three. I, I gave it a three and a half, so I'm actually not oh, that far off yeah, from you guys. Yeah, you're not that I just far feel off. like the thing was is that when you, when I was, when you're a kid and you watch this movie, there's a very specific kind of magic that's there when you're watching. I don't know what it is. Like when I watched it at work today, and like while, and I think that also like added to it. But like I'm watching this movie and I'm in an office watching this, and I'm like, man, the first time I saw this, I had a bowl of popcorn. I was sitting on my couch, Christmas yeah. tree decorated, like. I'm having the yep. time of my life, and I'm literally sitting here at work watching this movie, just being like, come on, wrap this movie up. And I'm like, the Christmas magic is gone. I'm getting old. I hate my life. But, like, um, what did I say in my review? Because I, I reviewed it earlier because I wanted to, like, reference this. Because I, I, I don't know. I I left feeling weird. I feel, like the, I feel like I like this movie less and less every time I watch it. But, like, am I growing out of my love for Christmas? I don't think so. Um... I don't think that I've lost my the adoration of watching somebody like Joe Pesci or some Italian guy get absolutely like t- torched for an hour of the movie. Um, but something is definitely missing from this movie that was there when I was a kid. And I think maybe it's just easier to watch as an eight-year-old and, and just watch an eight-year-old be like a quote-unquote eight-year-old and how your eight-year-old mind thinks you would react in this scenario. You're like, yeah, of course, this is all imaginative and fantastical and you love it. And then as an adult, you're like, oh my god, why is no one calling the police? Why has no one, yeah. why has no one stepped in to help this child who's clearly been left alone? Yep. I, I don't know. So I think there's like a, a weird fear that I get now when I watch it that I'm just like, I can't remove myself or put myself in this universe where like, this would happen. This is obviously not the real world, but it's, it's something's different now when I watch it as an adult. But there are a lot of movies that I watched when I was a kid that I watched as an adult that I can still like really enjoy. This is one that is not holding up the way that it used to. And once, I don't know why. Once again, not a terrible movie. I think it's just the Christopher Columbus vibes. Like, I don't really... I like Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. But it's also one of the weakest Harry Potter movies. It plays it yeah. the safest. Yeah, and it's because you get so much downtime with the fucking kids. You got, like, it's Christmas time. They're eating. They're celebrating. They're going to class. They're getting all the book. They have boring. to get... Did you read the books? No. Imbecile. That's why. I'm not reading those goddamn books. <laughs> those, books <laughs> like, <laughs> those books were so good when I was a kid. I, I read that first book I in like, third grade, so seeing that movie was, like... A mind blowing experience. Oh, for sure. Like I, I think that it's. I'm, I'm, I'm not ragging on the book or the or the story. I'm just ragging on that. I think that it is like a Christopher Columbus thing. Like he, he, because like he didn't do it in Chamber of Secrets. I think it's just when he's given like wholesome Christmassy vibes, he really knows how to sell it up. So, yeah, like, and I just it's not my type of thing. So I was just, just reading like, too that like, like so John Hughes was the writer for Home Alone also. It's the guy who really? directed Planes, Trains and Automobiles. 
That's and apparently funny. he was very like secure with the script of just like do not change anything, do not fuck with anything. Like really? this movie just is going it. to be the exact way that I want it to be made, except for John Candy's character where he was like improvise everything. Like that's cool. Whatever you want to say, say it. And they did all of John Candy scenes in one day. That's awesome, Whoa. right? That's great. Like, good for John Candy. I feel like Christopher Columbus though is that director that they just throw on to direct a movie and just say tell direct tell the actors to do. What the script says. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's all he does. He's not. He's not this generational director. He's just like fortunate to be like the puppet. He pushed out some hits. You know, yeah. like he had the fir- those first two Harry Potter movies, the first two Home Alone, Mrs. Doubtfire, like Pixels. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody. I love favorite. you, Beth Pixels. Cooper. Uh, Rent. Can't forget Rent. You can't forget Bicentennial Man. <laughs> God, that is a fucking sad movie. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I literally cried so much when I watched that. And then, and then when I when I shared that to my friends, everyone's like, "What the? Why are you watching that? Like, what are you doing?" Why wouldn't I? It was a Robin Williams movie. Yeah, he plays like, a robot. That sounds uh, awesome. <laughs> Nobody told me it was going to be devastating. <laughs> oh my god! But I don't know. I just I think that this is. I do not hate this movie by any means. I don't want anybody to think that I do because I feel like I've. This is the second year in a row now where I've totally dunked on like a holiday classic. Last year was The Grinch. This year we've got Home Alone. Like, I do have holiday movies that I love and adore. This is just one that I think is losing its taste. Maybe yeah. if I had a kid, this would be something that, like, the be invigorated. Need to um, show them. Right, and that would be cool. But, like, at this stage in life, it's just, I don't know. It didn't, it did not, it, it was almost like I, I couldn't wait for it to be over. Not in a way of, like, this movie sucks, I'm ready to be done with it. But I was just like, all right, like, I know how this ends. Like, let's just, let's just keep it moving. I got other things I got to do. Outside of watching this movie that I've seen probably forty times, yeah, yeah, it's definitely contenders for one of those movies I've seen the most in my life. It's, yeah, because I like every year at least. So, yeah, it felt that way. No, I get I saw that. Saw it all the time. Hundred percent. So. Yeah, de- definitely a solid three. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it's that. A, it's a good classic. Yeah. So. No, I would rather watch this than The Grinch. Or anything like that. Or, Damn, you know. see, I'm the opposite. I'd rather watch yeah, The Grinch. I'd rather yeah. watch The Grinch. Well, then, aren't you two in luck? Because guess what next week is? <laughs> oh, oh, holiday yeah. special. That's right. Or Christmas special. Or Christmas special. So last year, we had the, we had our wives on, and we were like, let's talk about our favorite Christmas specials, which was a ton of fun. But we can't do that two years in a row. That would be ridiculous, because it would just be the same thing. Um, so we threw out an idea of watching all of the Grinch movies and just kind of rating them on a scale of from best to worst. So, oh hell yeah! In the next week, we are going to watch the original animated animated short "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Classic. We're gonna watch Jim Carrey's "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." We're gonna watch Benedict Cumberbatch's "The Grinch," and then we will wrap up our evening with the mean one. Matt is finally getting his I'm way. Finally I getting just, to watch this movie. I just added all of them onto Redacted. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Perfect. Can, can I tell you a scary thing that happened with Redacted today? What? So I was download when I'm when I'm downloading movies, I'm like, I'm gonna like I go through my watch list and I'm like, I'll get that one. That way, like if I have like an off night, I can just throw it on there. Yeah. One that I have been trying to find for a while, and it showed up randomly, um, is a movie called Ritual. Ritual is a movie that was directed by Hideki Anno. It's one of his only movies that I haven't seen. And I've not been able to find it anywhere, but it has like it's at a 4.2 on, on Letterboxd. Most of the most of the reviews are fives. Oh. So I was like, I have to know what this movie's about. Listen to this. A delusion filmmaker has an encounter with a young girl who has a ritual of repeating, quote, tomorrow is my birthday every day. 
He tries to communicate with her through his video camera. Oh. I want to know that what... That sounds cool. That sounds sick, right? Yeah. So I go onto the torrent to download it. And normally when you like you go, go onto a torrent or like go to download the torrent, it'll give you like a description like this is what the movie's about, this is the quality that it's in, here's who's in it. Just like and then it'll like attach some screenshots to be like, just so you know, this is the movie. And this just had one sentence, which was join come join the family, ha 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 ha. Swear to God, swear and to you're God. Like, what? So I was like, download. <laughs> that was like yeah. the only copy that was around. I went onto like their like their service and like they 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 had a shit ton of movies that like were being downloaded all, all over the place. So I was like, okay, so it's not fake and this is not a weird thing. They uh by the way, Killers of the Flower Moon has leaked. I can I can get that oh. on Redacted if anybody wants that. Nice. I'm probably gonna buy a copy of it though. Um But anyways, I I download the movie, downloads in like ten minutes, and it, it had two files, which was weird. Normally there's only like one one file, which is the video. And it had the video, and then it had a separate folder that just had a picture in it. And I was like, literally, like holding, like shaking, holding my mouth, like, like man, what, what am I gonna get? Picture. And let me tell you, the picture is not as fucked up, but it's still like kind of fucked up. Like I'm kind of scared to watch this now. Oh God! I literally click on the picture, and it's the disc for Ritual, like three copies of the disc of Ritual, and a sticky note slapped on it that just says regret. <laughs> what the fuck yeah that felt like something that i would make yeah, like, I, was like, I was like oh my god is this really happening to me like, like what? what am i gonna what am i gonna get myself into in watching it's this movie ritual yeah okay. so it's on redacted right now i i may watch that tonight you have I'm, like three contenders for it tonight i know man. i know i've said like, that so many you're times like godzilla ritual that this weird sylvester stallone movie <laughs> that, so like I can't wait to tune like to tune in next week. Like, so what did you watch last week? Be like, I watched my new favorite movie of all time, Rhinestone. Or Ritual. Or, or yeah, well if it's Ritual, then you may be like, hey, Sean the Chaser fans, Nick Katrupa's been missing. All we found was a sticky note <laughs> on his front door that said regret. Regret. <laughs> That'd be, dude. If I saw that, I'd just beg Hannah. We have to leave. Right we now. have to dude, leave. I, I, I'm never coming back to this property ever, ever. again. Damn. Thanks I'm, for looking to make sure I'm alive. Check the attic. Oh no. I'm scared. Damn. That's literally gonna let me die. I'm literally gonna. Yeah, I'd I'm kick in sorry. the door for you, pal. What the world? I listen, man. I'd save you. I'll oh, save you. Oh, but thanks. Afterthought. <laughs> Maybe. 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 <laughs> I, like, I'm calling the police, but I might keep my distance. <laughs> I'm calling the cops. He's calling the cops from, like, right outside the house. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just going to wait there, man. Right there, officer. You just, yeah. I'm just going to wait free. right here. Yeah, yeah, feel free. <laughs> so let, I, I'll, I'll try to watch those before uh, next week's episode. Um, and we'll see what happens. See if I disappear yeah. or, or anything Please like that. Yeah. Or if I just, the next week, I'm just, like, a completely different person. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Where can people find us on Letterboxd? On Letterboxd, we're under Shot and Chaser Pod. That's right. You can also find us on Cringe Twitter at the Shot and the Chaser Podcast or at Shot Chaser Pod 22. We are also on Instagram at the Shot and the Chaser Pod or the Shot and the Chaser Podcast. Let's see what Matt's been tweeting. I saw one earlier and I was like, mm, I'm going to have to bring it up. Yup, there it is. Greta Gerwig on if a Ken spinoff movie is in the works. And you posted the gif from the stupid fucking Regal ad where the, the, that fucking guy in the wolf shirt is like, so you're telling me there's a chance. 
You were dangerously close from getting your privileges revoked on air. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I literally searched that quote. I found the original scene like 500 times, and then I finally found that gif, and I was like, yes. So Man, please don't do it, Greta. Please don't. Oh, you don't want her to do it? <laughs> no, no it's all. already confirmed. She's doing. Guys. She's that's, already doing a Ken a spinoff no, series and the Narnia movies. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm okay with there being a Ken spinoff movie. Greta, just be a producer. Don't direct it. Spend your time doing, doing other shit. Else, yeah, make your that, money yeah. from it. I get it. Get your bag. But make the Chronicles of Narnia movie first, because <laughs> I would rather see that. Oh, I would much rather. Yeah, I, I think that that, that, yeah. that would... Or that literally would. anything else, actually, I truly is what I truly mean. I just don't want her to make it, period. Yeah, please don't make him. Matt's also posting uh, pictures from uh, The Mean One. This movie looks really bad. It does. This looks it like it's going to be like unenjoyably I've, bad. I've, I've heard it's bad. Yeah. I've, I've heard it's like blood and honey bad. Do we want to watch that together? So... We need to discuss that. Um, so Monday night, Monday and Tuesday night next week, I'm gonna be busy. So wow. Saturday, I'm getting a tattoo. Sunday, why aren't we watching Boy in the Heron? Now S- we do need to talk about that. Boy in the Heron. I figured we could just do Sunday after Hannah gets off work. Okay. So, oh yeah, because but that's at nine. Is there, is there that's, like an eight thirty showing? Uh, uh, let me. I'm. I was checking because we need the. We want the dubbed version yeah yeah i want to hear i want to hear pattinson well we can we can figure this out yeah, yeah. off air no everybody <laughs> needs, <laughs> everybody needs to hear how we uh, watch movies no everyone needs to, to to show up secretly to one of these shows the dub damn nine o'clock okay yeah i mean i don't mind seeing it at nine i would see i would I see the boy in the heron at nine i don't mind either but so, but the, we, per, the person who may fall asleep, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Like that—that's that, late. That's yeah, a Sunday night, though. Take a nap. Sunday. Don't. That don't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. But um, because we could watch, we could like watch the movies here, like during the day, or at least like get a chunk of them out of the way. What movies? What are we talking? The about? Grin- the Grinch movies. Like we could watch the mean so, one. So we should just watch them separately. Or we, or yeah. you guys can watch him earlier that because I'm work? off. Yeah, I mean I'm not. Yeah, I'm not off on Sunday. <sighs> I work on Sunday. I'm off Wednesday. And I'm down to talk about this. Why are we talking about yeah. this on air? Because everybody yeah, needs to know this. about how I we're gonna to fil- how we're gonna do our Christmas special. You'll find we'll out watch, next week how yeah, we did it. We'll yeah, four movies. <laughs> we're gonna watch. Yeah, no problem. I mean, most yeah. like the, the the original one is like 25 minutes. The one with Benedict Cumberbatch I think is an hour 20. The stupid one that you guys love is like two hours long. And then the mean one is like an hour 20. Stupid one that we love. (laughs) Yeah, I said what I said. Until next week's annual holiday special, I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Thank you guys so much and have a good night. Peace. Bye. Fuck you, Jim Carrey.